Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Robert Sanders, and I think the focus of what I want to talk to you about today is on laying some foundation of what our perspectives are, what we uh, what we think about ourselves and the world, and uh, I guess what is the driving force of our life. To me, everything is summed up in truth and and what is truth and what does it look like and um you know i personally believe that if you seek truth in its purest form and you're open to being um right being wrong to to having a new idea that you're going to experience jesus christ that he is truth and that truth is a person when um you know when pontius pilate Ask Jesus what is truth it's an age-old thing where people are they're hungry for a reality they're hungry for the um, the the unadulterated facts and um, it's something that we live in a, uh, a world where there's so many illusions there's so much uh, information so much false information, so much manipulation through uh, whether it be marketing or the media or uh, social media that that people want to present themselves in a way and and whether or not that way is is accurate to their core or is a part of their real identity is is up for debate. I know with myself personally. It's something I have to, when I post on Facebook or Instagram or these different platforms, that I have to say, okay, am I just trying to project something so people will perceive me a certain way, or is this really this really me? And 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 you don't have to overanalyze it to some great degree, but it's like I think when people spend an an insane amount of times fixing themselves up for a selfie. Or they they make these long posts that have nothing to do with what is really going on in their heart, uh, you know that that it makes you question what is reality versus what is what you're trying to present to the world. Um, you know this is this is going to be one of those conversations about God, about uh, humanity, about relationships and connection. And like I said, what is truth and what is truth to you? We have these these people in society today that say um, your truth. What is your truth? And I believe there are um, universal truths that are, are, are immovable that no, regardless who you are, what your life experience is, um, these different circumstances, that this truth does not change. It does not shift or it does not um, become irrelevant or inaccurate just because of some uh, someone else's opinion. Um, you know, I, I understand that a lot of the world today wants to have nothing with Jesus Christ, and um, there's a lot of people that that they can. You can be anything but Christian. You can be anything but a follower of Jesus. Uh, you know, you can be a witch, you can be a universalist, you can be an atheist, you can believe in anything and everything, but once you, you mention the name of Jesus, there's going to be some, some backlash, there's going to be some kind of negative response, and I think there's something to that. Um, what is so wrong if with everybody else in the world and with what everybody else in the world does, 
for it not to be okay for you to pursue Jesus. And I believe if you just simply hone in, if you read the Bible and you just read what Jesus did, what Jesus said, who he was, and how he interacted with humanity, um, that you can find no fault in pursuing and following um, Jesus and desiring a relationship with him. Uh, you know, it says there's a lot of different verses I can reference. Um, my desire is not to quote a bunch of scripture to you. Um, you know, the the Pharisees asked for that for for Jesus to show them a sign, and he said, "You know, you look um, you look for life in the scriptures, but I, you know, the scriptures point to me." basically saying, you know, if you would just hang out with me, if you would just interact and engage with me, you would see the better way of living. And, you know, Jesus told everyone that he was um, the same as the Father, that him and the Father were one. So basically that, you know, when you see Jesus, you saw the physical manifestation of a holy God, of, of, of love encompassed, and of a of a God that wants to be in, engaged in humanity and wants to connect with humanity and walk with them and have true relationship, not a, a far off God, not a judgmental God, not a bitter and angry God who wants to cause war or discourse, uh, but a God that wants um, a, a, a connection with humanity that that supersedes and and overcomes all the barriers that have come against us through um, through time. So, you know, uh, Chris Valentin said once he's a he's a pastor that uh, a man with an argument has nothing over a man with an experience. And my life experience has been I've been on all different sides of the spectrum. Um, you know, I was born into a uh, an amazing family that. Um, you know, took me to church and, and, and did all the right things. And, you know, in my teens, I went into a full-blown rebellion of, I just want to do whatever I want and started partying and doing drugs. Uh, eventually that led me into, um, you know, into full-blown addiction to uh, prescription pain pills. And, you know, eventually out of that and out of desire for a better way, uh, you know, said, okay, maybe some of this stuff that I was taught or that was, uh, was pushed on me at an early age is actually true. Maybe, maybe some of the approach wasn't that good or, or maybe, you know, people have good intentions, but their execution isn't always on point. And so I said, okay, I'm going to revisit this and I'm going to say, is this real? Is this what I want to pursue in my life, or is this just simply something that people want to follow to make themselves feel better? Um, you know, I've heard people say, oh, religion is a crutch. You know, once you go through addiction, then you just need some, something to put your energy towards, but it really doesn't have any power. Um, you know, all these different things, and, you know, or it's, um, uh, the the powers that be its way of controlling the population you know all these different things and uh so i had to just break everything down go back to just a foundational level and say okay what is it that that is true what is truth and um and and how does this uh affect me and, and how is it going to change the way i carry myself 
And, um, and the foundational thing that first and foremost I experienced as, as a reality was that God is love and that He's good, that He really does want the best for me. Um, we, we live in a fallen world. We live in a, a world where humanity has, um, has just went crazy in so many areas. There's so much hate and, and unforgiveness and, and all these, these negative emotions that are flowing throughout the world. But that doesn't change the, the nature of God and that He really he's rooting for us and He has good thoughts towards us and that He's always pursuing connection with us. Um, I think that thing, that, that foundation changes everything. And when you look through the lenses of love and you see a God that really is rooting for us, that really does want us to get it, he's not waiting for us to mess up. He's not like a, an angry stepfather who doesn't want connection with us, that we're just part of the package deal and he just has to deal with our presence. No, he actually really loves us. He actually really wants to spend time with us. And he's always looking to engage us in some way or another. Um, you know, the second thing was that Jesus is 100% God in, in, uh, in human form. That um, In John 1 it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And you know, I'll, I'll, I'll continue to reference Bible verses. My desire, if you hear me reference something, Google it, look it up in your Bible. You know, uh, I don't claim to be um, perfect in, in my perspectives. I'm always growing. I'm always learning. But my desire is to pursue connection, pursue communication, and we're all just figuring it out. Anybody, any pastor, any, anybody in the world that claims that they have it all figured out, that, that's pride, first of all. But second, it's just not true. There's always areas of God, you know, the creator of the universe, something that big. How could someone think they can have it all figured out? And it's just like a relationship. You know, if you're, if you're engaged or you've got a girlfriend or you're married or whatever, um, you never stop learning about your significant other. You never start, stop seeing different aspects of them or how they handle a different situation. There may be times where you say, okay, from past experiences and the way you handled this before, I can, I can pretty much guess how you're going to manage it now, but that may not always be the case. And it's not absolute. There are very few things in the world that are absolute. There are a couple, and I'm mentioning these, these core foundational truths to you now, that I believe are absolutes. But as a whole, there, there's a lot more things that are movable than are concrete. Um, you know, so the, uh, the second thing that I believe is, is really foundational, like I said, is, is that if you just study Jesus, if you just look at Jesus, if you just say, okay, and, and I challenge anybody that's listening to this that doesn't believe in God or doesn't believe in Jesus, whatever, um, just say, God, are you real? If you're real, reveal yourself to me and show me your true nature, not what people have told me about you, not, you know, not what I, all these preconceived notions I have myself. But show me who you really are in your purest form. 
And, um, you know, I, I, I believe he will reveal himself in such a unique, special way, um, custom tailored for you to show you how special you are to him. But, um, you know, if he didn't, then, then what's the harm? What's the foul in it? You know, um, the, the worst case scenario is he doesn't reveal himself, which I do not believe that's possible. I believe, like I said, if you pursue truth, you're going to encounter Jesus, which is going to lead you to the Father. So, you know, so many people throughout history have claimed to have um, the formula for God, to have the answers or the clarity of, of who he really is or, or how he carries himself. But, you know, if you look at... Um, just the dynamic of the story of the fall of man. Um, you know, if you go into Genesis and you look at the interaction of Adam and Eve and, and God, and it says, you know, that they, they partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And, um, you know, that some people say it was an apple. Uh, I, you know, that to me personally does not, the, the, it's all semantics. It, it's not going to, change significantly my perspective of, of the the story or the meat of the story um but anyway so you know they part they partook of it they sinned they fell however you want to put these terms well you know it says that they went and hid themselves and clothed themselves that they were naked before they stayed naked and it it says before that that they walked in the cool of the day with god and and Eden means in delight. So they walked in delight in the cool of the day with God every day. So, you know, we're taught through different information. If you were raised in church, if you've had any experience, you you probably heard that sin separates you from God and that, um, you know, God hates sin so much and that, you know, all these things are, are damaging to our relationships. And, and it's true. Um, but, you know, it's so interesting. If, if you go back and you look at it, it says that God went to Adam and Eve. So if sin separates us from God and God hates sin, then why would he go and engage Adam and Eve? He would go look for them and, and want to have a conversation about what happened. So he goes to them and, and, and he says, you know, um, what happened? And they say, uh, you know, we, we hid ourselves and, um, because we were scared. And, you know, he knew that, uh, that they had partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but he still went to them and pursued relationships. Now, the whole dynamic of the fall and, and what's acceptable and, and casting them out of the, the Garden of Eden, all that stuff, you know, he did that to protect them, to seal them so humanity would not stay in that forever fallen position. Because humanity, apart from God, just does not measure up. We're always going to, to do things the wrong way or we're always going to to miss the mark. And that's really what sin means. Sin is a, um, a Anglo-Saxon word. Forgive me if I'm saying that incorrectly, but it's been a while since I've freshened up on it. But ultimately it, it's a word that didn't even exist until I believe it was around the 
1400s or something. You can research all this. The, the information may not be exact, and that's fine. Don't stone me if it's not, but the, 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 the core of it is what matters. It was, it was a word that originated in archery tournaments or when people were, were doing archery back then. And, you know, they would have a guy that would stand by the, um, the targets and, you know, the, the archers would shoot the arrows. And if they hit the target or whatever, they would, you know, they would, they would hit the mark. But if they missed it, if they didn't hit the target at all, they would throw up these little things and they would say, sin. And that would mean that they didn't hit the target at all. So, you know, they, it was basically them saying, you, you didn't even come close to what I, I wanted you to do or accomplish. And, um, you know, in the New Testament, Paul said, anything apart from faith is sin. So, you know, I have, I hear different people in the world say, oh, you know, this is a, is a sin that's unforgivable. Or, you know, a lot of people fixate on the homosexuality or they fixate on these different things that they want to, you know, to whatever their favorite sin to pick on is or their favorite behavior that God does not exactly love to see happen in the world. They, um, they want to attack and tear apart. And, um, you know, so, but from the beginning, it's shown that God did not separate himself from humanity because of sin. And ultimate, the simplest definition for sin would be a breach in relationship with either you and another person or you and God. That sums up the Ten Commandments. That sums up everything else. You know, when um, when people ask Jesus about the Ten Commandments, he said, I didn't come to, to abolish them or get rid of the Ten Commandments to fulfill them. And he said, you know, I, I leave you these rules that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. And, um, and if you, it, those requirements, people say, you know, I, I hear all these people freaking out about the 10 commandments being removed out of courtrooms or, um, you know, different areas. And, you know, it's like, okay, well the, the rule is you love God and love everybody around you. And first and foremost, you have to love yourself before you can love anybody. And, um, you know, God gave me um, some understanding about that one point about how, you know, at, at, from the start, we can't love anyone. Um, you know, unless you receive God's love, you'll never be able to love anybody correctly. You'll never be able to, to love the way we're designed to love. So it's a, a process of you receive God's love, you gradually learn to love Him. You continue to receive God's love. You gradually learn to love yourself. And, um, you know, you continue to receive God's love. And then you can eventually learn to love the people around you and the people you may not like or care for. And it takes a while. And it's something, you know, when, when you see all the hate and animosity in the world today, I say, well, why are you surprised when people don't know how to love if you take God out of the equation um, I just find it very hard to have a, a, a sacrificial, unconditional love um, f for somebody, especially, you know, when you can't love yourself. 
So, you know, going, going back to, you know, I mentioned something about, you know, people talking about homosexuality and all that. I'm not in, this is, this is not the point of this podcast to get into debates about sin or what's right or wrong or, you know, um, that, that's not my point. And, um, you know, I believe God loves everyone. I believe that God has a, a desire to see everyone, um, uh, the way he designed them. And I believe that God does not make mistakes. And but regardless, I believe that God loves everyone, one hundred percent, all the time, regardless of their behavior or their condition. And now that's not a question of um, their salvation or what the the priority is there. That that is a completely different topic and something that that I'm not trying to focus on right now. Um, you know, but. You look at all these other religions, and you look at how they um, they pursue connection with the divine. If you look at um, you know Buddhist or Hindus or um, you know the there's so many different religions. I can't even you know you can't even really hone in on one specific. But ultimately, they all are about requirements. They're all about expectations. They're all about what you can do to reach and touch the finger of God. Um, but God came to us. You know, Jesus came to us and he said, uh, you know, I, I want to hang out with you. I want to be around you. Um, I want to spend time with you. And, um, you know, the whole time Jesus was on the earth, he hung out with the sinners, the tax collectors, the prostitutes, the, um, you know, the people that were not really deemed worthy of being around by the rest of society. And I find it so funny how, you know, people say, oh, you know, there's a Bible verse uh, to be in the world, but not of it. And that's that's true, but the the reality is you cannot love people, you cannot uh, connect with people, you cannot relate with people that have a different life experience than you if you separate yourself from a huge portion of the world. Um, you know, the, the interesting thing was that Jesus did not, um, he did not, he was not influenced and affected by people's behavior, by their way of thinking or he he was true to himself and and they were influenced in a positive way just by his very presence that his his objective his agenda was not to try to get, sell them on his his divinity it wasn't to convince them of of him being god in in flesh he he just simply wanted connection and relationship and from that natural pure state of connection they changed they wanted to have connection with him. They wanted to walk with him and to follow him. And, uh, you know, it was so interesting when when a lot of people stopped following him, he, he said some pretty controversial things. He said, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you cannot be my disciple. And a lot of the people that had been following him just for what they could get out of him stopped following him because, I mean, he was feeding the people that followed him. He was making sure they were taken care of in pretty much every capacity. And he looked at Peter, which is a, a pretty controversial person out of the story of the Bible. And Peter's had some great moments. And then he's had some moments where he's like, ah, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. 
But in this moment, he, he had such a, a pure response to Jesus. Jesus looked at Peter and he said, are you going to leave me too? And Peter said, but where would I go? He said, and this is me paraphrasing, but he said, but when, when you, he said, the actual, what he said is, um, you have the only words that, that bring life or make me come alive. And so basically he said, when you talk, when you speak, there's something that changes in me and it makes me want to live a better way. It wants me want to do better and, and to really um, pursue that from a natural place, not from a performance place, not from a, you know, uh, you've got to do ABC all the way to Z to, to have connection with me. Jesus said, just come hang out with me. And, and out of that pure relationship, out of that pure sacrificial love, you'll see how things change. I think, and that's the, the, the most, it's an interesting aspect of the gospel, the good news, that, that I believe personally the best thing you can give anyone is yourself. You know, regardless of finances, material things, ultimately all we have is, our, is ourself our core self and so god becoming flesh coming and hanging out with humanity and then choosing to die saying i will die so you can live is is so mind-blowing to me it it says you know the way that you've thought about me throughout history the way men have even um, documented their experience has not been exactly accurate that I'm a lot different, that I'm a lot more gracious and kind. Um, you know, Psalms, I think it's 145, says, The Lord is gracious and kind. He is rich in love and He's good to all. Um, you know, that He He wants, he, he passionately wants us to get this thing right and to connect with, with Him and other people um, from from a place of purity, from a, a place of of desire for everyone to to win you know in business they say a win-win situation and what does that look like and what does that sound like um in the gospel that looks like you encouraging people you wanting people to the main thing in society today is dividing people according to their uh, their identity politics their uh, sexual orientation, um, you know, whatever minority uh, they fit into, uh, whoever's been marginalized, whoever has been um, undermined or in different situations in life, uh, not been seen by the the whole of the population. And the the amazing thing about the gospel about Jesus is he sees us. He desires connection, and and he gives us the power to overcome. Uh, we all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. We all have our favor or our privilege and our blessings. And you know, it, it, he says, "What are you going to do with it? Uh, how are you going to manage it? How are you going to handle it? And um, what is important to you about being known? Are you going to be known by your weaknesses, uh, by being um, victimized, or?" Uh, incapable of of certain things, or are you going to overcome those uh, handicaps, if you will, and um, and say, you know, they do not have a power to control me, to dominate me, 
to, uh, to make me feel less than, regardless your circumstances, regardless your life experience. I know a lot of people have went through horrible ordeals, whether it be um, bad experiences go growing up, uh, you know, bad relationships, uh, you know, life happens. And, and it's, it's not to take away or disqualify those experiences. Um, you know, the, in, in the world, there is amazing um, amount of tragedy, uh, amount of, um, of hate, and, and amount of, of just heartbreak. But the whole point of the gospel, the whole point of God is to connect.